Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message is the gospel lesson, especially Jesus' words to the disciples, or the Father's words to the disciples, listen to him. I'm I'm sure you've heard it said that the Lord gave us two ears and only one mouth because he wants us to uh, listen twice as much as we speak. There's another way to look at that. God gave us two ears and only one mouth because he knows listening is twice as hard as speaking. And and we see that in the Mount of Transfiguration, right? That Moses appears, Elijah appears, the cloud appears, the voice speaks. And, And what does Peter say? Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make you three tents. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter just has to say something, so he blurts it out. But then the Lord, our Father in heaven, has to tell him, listen to him. And today we're going to talk about that. We're going to look at why is it so difficult for us to listen? Why is it that the Lord tells us to listen to Jesus? Why should we listen to him? And finally, we're going to look at what it is that we hear when we finally do listen to our Lord. And so the first question is why? Why should we listen to him? And really, we see it in the way that things unfold on the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus is the fulfillment of all that's in the Old Testament lesson, or in the Old Testament, right? And as the things unfold, we're reminded of all these things that took place. Again, it starts this way. Matthew says, Jesus took Peter and James and John, his brother, and they led him to a high mountain by themselves. And immediately we think in the Old Testament of all the events that happened on a mountain. We think about Abraham called to sacrifice his son Isaac. We think of Moses, as we heard, going up on the mountain to receive the law. We think of Elijah on Mount Carmel battling the the priests of Baal. That Jesus, again, is fulfilling. That something special is happening here. And when Moses and Elijah appeared, we see Moses is the one who gave the law. And Elijah, the great prophet of the Old Testament, the law and the prophets. This is what the Old Testament was referred to. And as you see them speaking to one another... You see Jesus fulfilling all that Moses and Elijah and all the rest of the prophets had spoken in the Old Testament. And then we're told by Matthew, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And immediately we think about the Old Testament lesson, where the cloud covered the mountain and Moses went into it. Think about the pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day that led the people through the wilderness. You think about the temple being dedicated and it's filled by the cloud and the presence of God. That Jesus is indeed... The fulfillment of all that was said and all that was spoken in the Old Testament. He's going to fulfill all these things. Certainly we should listen to him. But then the Father in heaven even gives us another reason. He says, Jesus is my son, my beloved son, the one in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. The Father is saying that Jesus is the promised Savior. He is God himself in the flesh before you. He's revealing God himself. He is well pleased with him because he accomplishes everything he sent for him. Indeed, we are to listen to him. But do we? Do we listen? There's a problem with listening, isn't there? And again, let's go back. The the, the events leading up to the Mount of Transfiguration reveal the trouble that we have with listening. As they're going along the way, Jesus explains to them that he must suffer, die, rise. And what's Peter's response? Forbid it, Lord. He doesn't want to hear it. 
Isn't this an example of Peter not truly listening? He, he misses the whole point. He hears Jesus speak about his handing, being arrested, handed over, and his death. But he misses the point about the resurrection. He doesn't want to hear a part of it, and so he misses the key part. Do you have any problems listening? I could ask your spouse to give a report, or maybe your children or your parents give a description of what kind of listener you are. But we all struggle at times, right? We struggle for, for many of the same reasons. Sometimes we don't listen because we think we already know what the other person is saying. It's kind of like when Heidi tells me to go get something, and I already know where it's at, so I don't have to listen to her tell me where it's at until I can't find it, and then i got to go back and ask again, where is this found to be found? But, but we think at times that we already know. We, we know what's going to be said, so we kind of tune them out. And again, we, we listen because sometimes we don't want to hear what we're being told, right? Sometimes the people that even love us and out of that love have things to say that we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear when we need to be corrected. We don't want to hear when we've done something wrong. We don't want to hear those things. And other times we just don't want to hear the content. We don't want to hear complaining or griping or, or whatever it might be. And if we think about, think about this, the reason then that we're not listening is rather selfish, isn't it? We're focused on ourselves. We already know what's being said. We don't need to hear the rest. Or we're so worried about ourselves, we don't want to hear the rest. You see, listening is really a selfless act, is it not? To truly listen, you have to set aside your own ideas. You have to focus away from yourself and what you think is important. And you have to give time to someone else to hear what they have to say. And by our nature, we don't do that well. We don't set aside ourselves well. Our sinful nature is focused on self and consumed with self. That's what makes it difficult, even in listening to God. Because we don't listen to God for many of the same reasons. We already know it all, right? We've been in search. We've studied the scriptures. We've been confirmed. We got it all down. We don't need to hear. We know what the pastor's going to say next or what the text is going to say. Or other times we don't want to listen to God's word because we know how convicting it's going to be. We know that it's going to point out our sin and our errors. We know it's going to reveal to us where we've gone wrong. And we know that his word is going to tell us we need to change. We don't want to hear that. That's what makes us poor listeners. Is that again, we're focused on ourselves and in our ideas and our goals and what we want to do. We don't want to hear other things. And yet, our Lord calls upon us to listen. And the reason we are to listen to him is because he doesn't want us to miss the wonderful things that our Lord has to say to us. It's striking to me that on the Mount of Transfiguration, the Father from heaven says to the disciples, and also to you and I, listen to him. And it's interesting to see what is it that Jesus says next. We really have two quotes from Jesus in our text following that command to listen to him. The second quote talks about his resurrection, right? When they're coming down the mountain, Jesus says, Tell no one this vision until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Notice where the focus is. The, the resurrection. And this fits with what happened on the way up on the mountain. When Jesus, we are told by Matthew in the previous chapter, Jesus began to show the disciples that he must go to Jerusalem to suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, 
and be killed and on the third day be raised. What does Jesus speak about? He speaks about his death and his resurrection. He speaks about his passion. He speaks about what he came to do, his suffering for your sins, his resurrection to bring you life. That's what the Lord wants you to hear. When we listen to him, we hear what he has done for us, how he has suffered for us, how he has died for us, and how he has risen for us. We hear about his love for us. That's what the Lord wants you to hear. That's why he wants you to listen. He wants, to hear, he wants you to hear these things that the Lord reveals to you. And we see that also in the first thing that Jesus says. The first thing that Jesus says after the Father says, listen to them, is he says, rise and have no fear. The disciples had reason to fear, didn't they, on that Mount of Transfiguration? They saw God's power and glory unabated in its fullness. They're reminded of their sinfulness. They hear the voice from heaven and they drop to their knees and on their faces because they're afraid, because they know the holiness of God and what they have done. But in the midst of that, the Lord says to them, Rise, have no fear. You have no reason to fear. And the reason they have no reason to fear is that he has come to make them holy so that they can listen to a holy God and be in the presence of a holy God. The Lord tells you today, rise and have no fear. He wants you to hear what he has to say, that, that you can live out your life knowing what he has done for you, the life, the salvation that is yours. And he has special words for you to hear today. He wants, to hear, he wants you to hear him say to you that you are forgiven. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that, that whatever sins you have done, whatever you feel guilt, whatever you feel shame over, He has set it aside. He has forgiven it, and you are holy. You are righteous. The Lord wants you to come forward and hear the Lord say to you, Take and eat. Take and drink. This is for the forgiveness of your sins. That this is for your strengthening, for your help, for your power, for your glory, for the honor of our Lord. He wants you to hear all these words of promises that God gives because as our Lord speaks, those promises are fulfilled. As he says you are forgiven, you truly are forgiven. As he says take and eat the body of Christ, it is the body of Christ given for the forgiveness of your sins. The Lord wants you to hear it and to know it. But also understand, the Lord wants you to listen to everything else too. He has directions for you. Again, go back to what he said to the disciples that they come down from the mountain, that they are not to tell anyone until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. But doesn't that imply that it's going to come a time when they are to tell of this vision? Doesn't that imply for us there comes a time for us to tell of this vision? To tell others of who Jesus truly is? Because that's what this vision was about, about Jesus being true God for our life and for our salvation. And our Lord wants us to share that. He wants others to hear his voice. He wants others to listen to him. He wants others to know the love that he has for them. And we're the avenue by which that takes place. As we share the vision, as we share the meaning of our Lord and what he has done for us, we share with others the opportunity to listen as well. But again, keep in mind, the way we're prepared for those moments is by listening Right? By listening as we are today. By, by listening in our own devotion, in our own study. But, but by listening as, as we worship. And then we're just about ready to embark on the Lenten season. We have even more opportunities to listen to the Lord. To hear the wonderful news of love and life that he has for us and for the world. 
And our Lord prepares us so that we may live out our life, our life of faith around our neighbor. Again, it is good the way that we have been created with two ears because it is difficult to listen, but the Lord makes it possible. And what we remember today is there is joy in listening. There is joy in hearing the voice of our Lord. There is joy in knowing that we are forgiven and we are loved. And there's joy in knowing that we are saved now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guide our hearts and minds to true faith, life everlasting. Amen.